0: My favorite time of year. I know that the uh, the award season kind of doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, and it's lost a lot of um, you know a lot of its appeal over pizazz. the years. Yeah, pizzazz. That's a good word. Prestige. Because, well, I think the fact that the Golden Globes happened out of nowhere and no one knew.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah isn't a good sign of anything.
0: <laughs> um, but I will say, Taylor, that the Oscar nominations just came out last week. We're going to talk about them this week a bit. And Oscars is always kind of a fun thing for us because we do our Oscars pool, um, which we, by the way, I just to quickly mention, we're not going to release that until March because the Oscars right. are at the end of March. We'll release it later. It's not going to be like today. If, you can go... Give
1: people time to watch the movies. Yeah. We, we have a lot of
0: movies we're going to have to see uh, starting now. So, but, you know.
1: you know, Mike, I'm going through the list. And maybe I've seen more than I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we were watching sneaky Oscar movies. We had no idea we're going to be yeah. nominated. Well, I will say this
0: is a year where the Oscars are a little all over the place. Like the nominations are a little all over. Like I, I, it's an interesting to look at the list where a couple movies have several nominations, but it actually is pretty widespread. Like there's a lot of nominations here for movies that just kind of snuck in all over the place. Um, now you've got Power of the Dog which has like, I think, 12 nominations or 10 nominations. Like it has the most. Um, but then other than that, a couple have two or three, but it is pretty widespread. What was interesting about that, Taylor, is when I heard how many nominations they got, I don't remember, like I remember when you saw it, you saying positive things about the movie, but I don't remember it being that positive where, where you were saying it was gonna, you thought it might get a lot of nominations. Like, I, did that surprise you? At
1: all? No, it's an oscar Beatty movie. Mm-hmm. I think Let's my see. review was, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was a stream it, and it was largely because uh, I anticipated it being an oscar beatty movie, so I was like, oh, if you want to be in the know, you should watch it. That yeah. was one of the early movies. I purposely picked that movie because it was getting early Oscar buzz. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I thought... The acting was really strong and the cinematography was really strong, but it like wasn't really a movie for me. Like it was a movie where I was bored,
0: mm,
1: if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Yeah, that's so, that's
0: kind of the impression. Does, I got
1: that che- does that check out? It's like one of those <laughs> movies where I'm kind of like, I don't know, like, which is kind of like, if we have time today, I'm going to maybe give a little review of Belfast because I saw that over the weekend. Um It's, like, very much like my Belfast experience, although I liked Belfast more than Mm. um, Power of the Dog. it's Another multiple
0: nominee is Belfast. Yeah, it's
1: okay. Like, technically, there's nothing wrong with the film. Like, you know, like, it wasn't, like, as far as I remember, like, it's not poor writing. It's not necessarily poor editing. I remember saying that um, Power of the Dog's based on a novel, and I would have liked to have read the novel. Which is going mm. to be, um, Mike, I'm all backwards because of the way we've recorded this episode. Are I we allowed understand. to tell our fans? No. <laughs> no. How we no.
0: recorded. Got it? No. no. Well, oh, okay. If you want to tell. <laughs>
1: you they, love well now. The, they love the behind the scenes. <laughs> go right? ahead. Go ahead.
0: Tell, tell the fans how we record. Go so ahead.
1: we've recorded this episode in two parts and we recorded the end part first. <laughs>
0: yeah so we're we're recording this beginning having already sat here and talked for 40 minutes
1: (laughs) yeah so i'm all backwards so i don't know what i'm like referring to but anyways um what were we saying oh well this is like uh, alluding to what we're going to talk about in the second half of this episode um about adaptations books and movies um power the dog was one of those movies where i thought oh it probably would be better as a book you know what mm, I mean? I and see, yeah. I did feel like it was very long. Um, but I am not surprised it was nominated for best movie. I think I, I was kind of hedging my bets. I think I was a little bit more conservative. But looking at the lineup, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It's an Oscar right. Beatty movie. Yeah. Um, I assume we're going to go through some of the major categories. Yeah, but some Benedict Cumberbatch,
0: yeah.
1: Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> he is nominated for best actor not surprised at all mm. um it'll be interesting to i think even um yep yeah, kirsten dunst was nominated for best supporting i think Actress. the four
0: main actors are because because the the kid cody McPherson or something i'll we'll get we'll get his name is nominated and jesse Plemons is nominated like i think the yeah. main cast
1: i'm not surprised nominated. like the acting was strong. It was definitely strong. It's always interesting when they nominate two actors from the same movie, eh? So like neither it of them is. are gonna win. Yeah, because
0: that's the only, that's historically what happens. You're absolutely right. Because it just splits the vote, and then they just don't get that you
1: know. Cody Schmidt McPhee, the the one who plays like the young the younger male mm-hmm. in the movie. I, I don't really want to say kid because he's like in university. Um, he was very good. And he I think like Jesse
0: Nightcrawler and X-Men for those of you who
1: <laughs> Oh, I didn't know he was in those ones.
0: Yeah, he was the the most recent X-Men movies. Yeah, he was the
1: Nightcrawler. You know what's nice? I I didn't realize this, but um Kristen Dunst is married to Jesse Plemons. Oh, so what I a nice Oscar outing for the two of them, oh, eh? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, that's I didn't nice. Know that. yeah, very nice. Um, but I don't know if either of them are gonna win.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hard one. We'll, we'll we'll go through those categories. I think Kirsten Dunst, it's it's too competitive in her category. But we'll go through that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about at least the main ones. We'll we'll talk about Best Picture. We'll definitely talk about the acting's one. Hopefully, we get to directors as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot in you this talk episode. Fast. Yeah, we, we have a lot to get through this episode because we do have some fan questions, and you know, we've got to get to those. And then we have a fan joining us in the second half um, of this episode, which is also Friend of the show, friend, friend of Taylor. Friend of the show. Yep, friend of show, friend of Taylor joining us to talk about the movie club that we're launching we're today.
1: Soon to be friend of Mike.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> always, you guys have, always a in in do, have a lot in common in terms of your media. We do have a lot in common. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks to see all these movies and to go to our Oscars pool this year. Like I'm pretty excited. Um, so let's get to it. We've got to get into fan questions first, and then we'll start talking about the Oscars. And then as we mentioned, Katie will join us a little later. Um, so first for some fan questions, we have a couple people who wrote in this week about various things. Uh, I'm going to leave some of the Oscar questions to the end. Um, so first we've got, um, We've got uh, Josh the Inquisitor ready to make some corrections here. Um, okay. He says, uh, hey, Taylor, my apologies. You are correct. I did miss your Archive 81 review. I don't know if you would recommend it or not. I think I fall towards the middle, uh, okay. depending on... The- the middle of the series actually dampened the series for me. I do think that there will be a second season though. So maybe they can make up for it. So it sounds like Josh kind of fell off a little bit with archive 81. Um, but.
1: I said that I said like the last couple episodes were like Miffy and then like the season, the series or the season finale was really good. But, um, yeah, there's like a couple episodes to the end where I was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, but I still yeah. enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed it all the way right. through. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's sometimes it's hard, right? When you really like a series, sometimes it's hard for the series to stick the landing for you. It started
1: you. really strong.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you and Josh are on the same page there. Um, Josh has a question for me. He says, going off of Sarah's Star Trek comment. Uh, when you begin a new universe of content, do you prefer to watch the content in order of release, or chronologically in the universe, such as Star Trek or the Marvel movies? Do you go by release or chronological order? Um, I don't. I don't remember Sarah's comments. I apologize. Um, she I thought you chose wrong. <laughs> well, everyone thought I chose wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would say I still go by order of release. I have not done a Marvel chronological watch yet, nor have I really done a Star Trek one. I still, like, I, I'll rewatch a series because I get in the mood for it, um, and it doesn't really matter what order it's in. Um, for Marvel, I have the meaning to do the watch it in chronological order, not in the order of release which is kind of an interesting thing. Like do all the prequels, like do do those first, like I, maybe um, I just, can you I do just. That I you did it with Star Wars,
1: haven't you? You've yes, done it with Star Wars. I have done it
0: with Star Wars, but just something to admit about, because I think you would start, if I remember correctly, the first movie you'd watch would be Captain America, first Avenger, which great. That's a good way for me to kick off. But I'm pretty sure the second movie you have to watch is Captain Marvel. And I think that's, the worst movie they've done and i don't want to rewatch it frankly Uh, so so it's just i i yeah i I have done it with star wars yes i guess you're right to answer his question i have done that with star wars is the only one that i guess i've done where i'll watch that out of order i'll watch that in the chronological order yeah
1: also mike i feel like a lot of the things like a lot of these franchises you watched in like real time so like you know what i mean like I know yes. you're not like you weren't you're not like as old as Star Wars, no. technically. But not like I know like you watched Star Trek with your with your parents, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so you've been watching that since you were a kid. So the only way you could have watched that was it's like in order by series weeks. yeah you know? and,
0: and that's the thing that's how i remember it as well and it's the same with marvel is because i've seen these things in real time my memory is regardless of the chronological i would still if i were to watch star trek in order i'd still watch enterprise last even though it's a prequel because i uh, you have to me you you watch it you know that i would remember well you got to finish next generation then you watch deep space nine and then you watch voyager and then you watch enterprise like that's just the way it went so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, Star Wars, I guess, is the kind of exception. And maybe that's why, because I didn't watch it chronologically yeah. when it came out, because I wasn't old enough, I wasn't even born. Um, and maybe that's that's kind of why it's different. I don't know. Um, next. Oh, no, I'm going to do that one last, because that's an Oscar one. Um, okay. Next fan question, comment, um, was is from Kathy who says, I love the idea of reading a book than watching a movie. Okay, so that does solve. We did
2: spoil it. Well, <laughs> we did
0: spoil it because I thought you spoiled it in the, the first half recording. Nope, we did we did spoil it. We know where there's a book movie tie-in. Great, excellent. Um, I bought tickets for the Kingston Movie Festival for All uh, My Punny Sorrows, which is based on a book by Miriam Taves. Uh, I usually don't like to watch a movie too close to finishing the book as the movies tend to leave a lot out. But I think that the movie industry is getting a lot better at adapting books um, from uh, the from sorry, movies into from books from the past. Since Enterprise is a prequel to the original Star Trek, I think that was a good way to introduce Taylor to the series. Looking forward to the next Star Trek episode and the book and movie club. And that's from Kathy. Well, thank you. I also agree that Enterprise was the right way to go. Kathy has are, to course, agree with you. Uh, we are, of course, correct. <laughs> so everyone else can just take your comments and hit Stuff the road. Stop it. Like. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm interested to see how this goes, Taylor, this, this book movie club, just because it is such a, it is such a unique thing. And, and I do find that some adaptations are better than others. For for the book and movies, so I am kinda of interested to see where that goes. It's good to hear that the Kingston Film Festival has kind of movies that were adapted for books. That's kind of cool. It's kind of a neat thing to see.
1: I uh I'll be honest. Well, we're gonna we're gonna cover more of the film festival um mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. So I think it's okay weeks, yeah. that I'm ratting myself out that I don't know their movies. But and this might be the the movie your mom uh Kathy's seeing, I don't know. But um Alison Pill is in one of their movies that's screening sorry at the at the film festival so like a pretty big name you know what i mean very recognizable face so it looks like they'll have some interesting fare
0: yes and kathy is my mom yes We can say that and that does not mean anything with the star trek comments we it does have two different opinions as two different <laughs> human beings but are both equally correct in this and everyone else is equally wrong so okay we all we all have the right to to an opinion everyone else's is just incorrect so okay let's just move on from star trek um to to other things oh okay here's a here's an interesting uh question this is non uh non-oscars related um this comes from i i think it's sandra but it's spelt in a way that i've never seen so i apologize uh, Sandra, if that's not how you say your name, um, but uh, Sandra wants to know, um, I, from listening to the show, I know that Taylor is not a big fan of watching a lot of movie trailers. I'm not too sure if, Mike, you are or not. I'm not too sure if it's come up before. But I was watching several movie trailers that came out this past weekend. I'm not too sure why, but four or five came out all at once. Did you catch any of the new movie or TV trailers from the weekend? I know there were a few Marvel ones in there and some cool new TV shows coming to Amazon Prime. Specifically, I'm very interested in this prequel series to The Lord of the Rings. I didn't know it was coming out and I knew nothing about it. I don't think it's based on any actual books, question mark, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be really interesting. And that's from uh, Sandra. Um, yeah, Taylor, you're not you're not really dialed into trailers so much.
1: Yeah, I would say it's not it's not that I don't enjoy them. I just don't seek them out. Like I ah, I, I like yeah. the trailers at the movie theater. You're not or, searching. They're not
0: sitting on YouTube. No, you like, I'm not. Like,
1: yeah. what's coming out next? Like, <laughs> yeah. and I know, I know, like Disney and Marvel, they have their like big. Big to dos, right? Like they're like, I don't know, they're like expos every year and like. Well, this
0: weekend was a big weekend because of the Super Bowl. Right. So a lot of trailers get released because they buy Super Bowl spots because they know that several million people are watching. So they want to hit, so that's rights. why this weekend was so big, yeah. But you're right, it's so like Disney and Marvel have like their big expos and stuff. Yeah. But this is another key weekend where trailers do come yeah,
1: out. Yeah, I'm not dialed into any of that, so I don't <laughs> <That's> know. <fair. laughs>
0: well, but yeah, so there, there was a Lord of the Rings trailer, though. There was a, I, where there's a Lord of the Rings series coming out, and there was a trailer for it this weekend.
1: I will say that Vanity Fair had a first look spread for the Lord of the Rings prequel, mm-hmm. so I got to see... Really beautiful okay. images yeah. <laughs> of yeah. some of their uh, of some it of looks the
0: really like in terms of look it looks really
1: production good. value <laughs> yeah, looks really yeah
0: good. production value looks real high on it which is interesting I mean because it is a just it's a, it's a streaming TV series you don't know what to expect right like yeah but
1: Amazon know. I don't know I you know you you guys know I'm no streaming expert but Amazon must have the right rights to the property because all of the mm. the lord of the rings are on amazon you know they, what I mean? it
0: must be yeah they must have the rights so to they're the invested
1: movie. you know what yeah. i mean like they want this
0: and they a lot of people are going to watch it but they know mm-hmm. it's popular so i feel like it's not a huge risk
1: they so want this to much. be their uh game of thrones
0: yeah totally speaking of which there was a game of thrones prequel series that was also had a trailer oh my
1: gosh, does anyone even um, care about game of thrones anymore
0: well, <laughs> listen, I was very disappointed by the ending of Game of Thrones, but when I watched that preview, I went, oh no, I'm going to watch this on. Like, you were I, sucked there, in. Oh, yeah, there was enough of it where I went, oh, all right, I'll commit to I'll give it a shot. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy a lot of the different trailers. There was Doctor Strange trailer, which looks uh, epic and amazing. There's a new Jordan Peele movie uh, that had a trailer that's coming out. Like uh, a spooky one? Yeah, coming out in October. Um, a new spooky kind of Do you of remember mis- what it was mystery. called? Uh, it's called Nope.
1: N-O-P-E?
0: That's correct. Okay. Uh, I know nothing about it. It was a really quick 30-second thing, but it looked spooky, and it looked kind of mystery. You know, it's a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. It looked kind of spooky, but campy, but, like, strange. Yeah. You know, but, you know, he, he's so far done. He has a good track record. so Yeah, I'll, he's I'll good. So go I'll go see his movies. So, yeah, I like them. I'm very interested to see what comes up next. I'm, I'm trying to stay away from certain trailers for like spoilers. I like to go into things as, you know, as empty as possible just to kind of see what happens. But yes, I did enjoy uh, going through them. They were great. Uh, one last fan question because this has to do with the Oscars. So we will ask this because it will lead right in. And this is from our guest last week, Tyler Vance. Um, so Tyler says, Dear Taylor and Mike, having recovered from the. Busted gut I received during our recording last week. Hi, Felia, Tyler. It was a tough <laughs> week of recovery. Hi, I turned my sights towards the 94th Academy Award and was pleasantly surprised with the crop of Oscar Best Picture contenders. If I'm not mistaken, you folks have already reviewed three of the big nominees. There Dune, you Don't Look Up, and The Power of the Dark all true i have a few questions for you regarding how and kingston and the rest of the oscars will jive this season one will mike be bringing his background in theater to bear on a review of west side story probably i'll probably bring it up i did i do have a background and a degree in theater do you went to school yes i do i brought it up so many times (laughs) people need to know this i can read and (laughs) i went to school and you can do jazz hands i graduated school of course i can do jazz hands i want to do jazz hands i even i even used to know how to do a jazz square okay there's a bit of a dance move for you i've danced in a musical um so, yes, I will probably bring bring up my theater background the seeing West Side Story. I will. Number two, what are the odds that Taylor, given her dislike for The Lost Daughter, will enjoy one of the three other films with troubled parent-child relationships, i.e. King Richard, Coda, and Belfast? Um, I don't know, Taylor. What are the chances of you liking those movies? I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't know enough about Coda. and King Richard is... King Richard's
0: the the Serena sisters story about the the two sort of. Tennis you guys know I'm not really into.
1: Sports. No, but you
0: know Will Smith, you know is. Yeah, he's is, good. I'm father. kind of
1: surprised and... that that was nominated only because I haven't heard much about it.
0: Yeah, and it and it was one of the earlier of the movies. Like it came out of, of all the Oscar movies, it, it's one of the ones that came out a little earlier than everything else. So what's not so
1: Coda honest. about?
0: I don't know much about Coda, actually. The first I had heard about Coda was the Oscar nominations. So now it's on my list to see. And Belfast, Taylor, we're not going to have time today. I don't.
1: Unfortunately. Think. I, I think you're going
0: to have to talk about Belfast next week. That's but okay. next week, maybe we can find out. But I don't think, I think the point is, I don't think Taylor has an issue with troubled parent-child relationship movies.
1: I just have a problem with boring movies. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh we'll keep we we gotta we gotta quickly go through these number three which of you will be brave enough to take on a three-hour tyler movie from from a form of drive my car um i'll take i'll take i'll watch That's getting a
1: lot of buzz
0: yeah i i think we should both watch it i think we invite tyler on the show that week and the three of us review drive my car okay because we, we forget. People forget. Well, I don't think they forget because we yell at him about it all the time. He's not just a Star Trek fan. He likes weird movies that are generally not that good.
1: He he contains multitudes.
0: He did, Yes. There's two <laughs> layers to Tyler Vance. A layer of goodness and a layer of garbage. And the layer of goodness is filled with Star Trek and the layer of garbage is filled with her smell. Yes. And whatever else. Um, but yes, Drive My Car. It is getting a lot of buzz. So for a Tyler Vance movie, I feel like if it's getting so much buzz, I I do feel like it might be worth checking out.
2: Okay. So
0: let's do it. Uh, Number four, does the podcast have strong opinions on either Guillermo del Toro, director of Nightmare Alley, or Paul Thomas Anderson, director of Licorice Pizza? Sincerely, Tyler, is your refrigerator running? Yes. Well, then you better catch it, fans. (laughs)
1: what a nut i uh i because
0: if you lost your refrigerator it would be ridiculous <laughs>
1: oh that's i was like what's he talking about that's what he's right, talking about it's
0: my right. comparison to losing children and losing right. a refrigerator um
1: i don't have strong feelings about Tom, paul thomas anderson no, no, no and i like del toro yeah i've liked a lot of
0: del toro's movies actually i will say
1: i'm very much looking forward to Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Like for me, it was Belfast. Like I was dying to see Belfast. And then the second movie I'm dying to see is Nightmare Alley.
0: Yeah. So I'm
1: hoping Nightmare Alley goes better than Belfast. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Nightmare
0: Alley is on my list of Oscar movies for sure to check out. So um, so we've only got about 10 minutes or so left before we invite uh, Katie on. And we're going to uh, talk about... Well, we're going to talk about the, the movie club, which is going to go over the next month and kind of how that's going to work. Um, so let's get to some just quick Oscar reaction. We've already kind of gone into a little bit, but I'm just going to go through a couple of the, the main um, roles here. Um, I think I'll, I'll just do a quick, uh, we'll, we'll do the, maybe the two lead actor categories, and then we'll talk director. Um, and then if we have time, we'll get into everyone else. But I know how you feel about supporting roles, Taylor. So let's stick to Who the cares? leads for now. <laughs> yeah. So a- actor in a leading role, the nominees are Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. So that's like that's a who's who of, of actors. I'd say they're Probably all the A-listers. Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Will Smith, Denzel Washington. I will say I'm very happy that Andrew Garfield got a nomination for Tick Tick Boom. Like I think that's well deserved. It, it was. I good think good he's
1: a talented young man.
0: Yeah, and he deserves some recognition. I mean, I, I don't think he'll win. Like that's I I don't like Will Smith has never won an Oscar. Uh, I think Benedict Cumberbatch, from what I'm hearing, might be the front runner. Um, but Javier Bardem, again, being the Ricardos, it's about Hollywood.
1: It is a Oscar movie. It's I mean, Oscar I, I haven't seen it yet. I've um, I've been hearing that the script is not very good, hmm. um, but it is. Yeah, it's it's it is what it is. I wonder. I don't know. We'll see. Hard to say.
0: Yeah, so let's let's look at actress in a leading role, um, and then we'll we'll talk about best picture and directors, and, and that will probably end us up for today. But we will keep talking about this. Like, don't worry, we'll talk about the Oscars leading up to the Oscars. We will release our Oscars pool in March, so we'll we'll talk a lot we'll of them for the next bit.
1: We'll be reviewing them.
0: Oh yeah, we're going to review all of those. <laughs> as, of we them, awesome. as we watch them,
1: as we watch the movies, we'll review yeah. them. So we'll be talking about the Oscars quite a bit. Uh,
0: but here are the actresses in a leading role category. So Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I
1: said that. Did I not did. predict that? You did.
0: That was a you prediction. Um, Olivia Colman for The Lost Daughter. Uh, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart for Spencer, which I, I think a lot of people were predicting that way.
1: another Oscar bait movie
0: much to some people's chagrin. Um, yeah. And again, I don't know enough about per- the princess, whatever to know. Diana. Whether or not, but yeah, Diana, sorry to know whether or not she was playing, but it was a good performance. Like I'm kind of not surprised. Like it was, it was a good acting performance. Um,
1: they like her so, yeah. I feel yeah. like the industry likes Kristen Stewart as much as I don't like her <laughs> Hollywood does seem to yeah,
0: the, does seem to like her so again I so far and even like the, the two supporting role categories I don't think there are any massive surprise like as I mentioned Cody Smith McPhee and Jesse Plemons were nominated for best supporting actor Um, there's a lot of different people in that category and I mean you've got a West, West Side Story uh, Ariana DeBros from West Side Story is nominated in supporting role. Jesse Buckley, also from The Lost Daughter, for supporting. So there's some, you know, there's some interesting uh, picks in there. Uh, but in the time we have left, as I said, I want to quickly mention the directors because that's one we always try to talk about each year. So the five directing nominations are, I just got to scroll down, um, uh, Rizuki Hanaguchi for Drive My Car. That's the one that Tyler Vance has mentioned. Kenneth Brana for Belfast, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, uh, Jane uh, Champion for The Power of the Dog, and West Side Stories, Steven Spielberg. So again, it's it's interesting because Drive My Car was kind of the big surprise. It kind of got a lot of buzz really quickly near the end and did get quite a few nominations here and there, including Best Director, Best Foreign Film, and Best picture so normally when an international film is nominated for best picture you can you can almost guarantee that they they're going to win best foreign film yeah like it'll it's got you know (laughs) if it doesn't happen it would be very strange but it probably will win that as well so i mean to me these are some movies i haven't seen a lot of these i'm really interested to to i will
1: say that um, we've brought this up a lot so far about it being very diverse there seems to be something for everyone this year.
0: Yeah, th- this is a year where, I mean, again, it's, it's, hard, um, it's hard to know. It's hard to please everyone, and it's hard to know for sure. And there is, I would say, these past two years, I think they've gotten a lot better, and they've been more widespread. And I do agree with you, Taylor, especially when you look at the 10 nominees for Best Picture, which we'll get into last year the the there's, there's something for everyone and there is yeah. pretty widespread um and i know that there's a lot of interest and buzz in getting kind of these new stories which is nice that's what like hollywood's kind of finally catching up with the rest of the world we were all like give us different stories from different points of view and different people and now it's like oh, okay fine and
1: then steven spielberg just remade <laughs> west side story
0: yeah well okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what to say to that. Anyway, let's just quickly the best picture nominations. So this is really the movies I think that we're going to try to make sure we all, yeah, we all definitely. See. Uh, so Belfast is nominated. Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So there's a couple. Like I'm really excited to see Nightmare Alley. Um, I, I'm really interested in King Richard. I didn't know anything about Coda or licorice pizza or drive my oh, car. I've been hearing kids, a lot so.
1: about licorice pizza.
0: Really? I hadn't heard much. Yeah. That's the
1: girl, one of the sisters from Haim is the lead singer or mm. is, in, is the lead actress.
0: Okay. There you go.
1: <laughs> so she's been, it's been making the rounds among making like, the- you know, indie, indie circles because of yeah. the music connection.
0: I do find it interesting that, so the, the Academy changed it this year instead of having anywhere from eight to 10, they just said it will be 10 nominees. So to kind of widespread and, and give more of an opportunity for films in there. And I think I like that because it's like, here are the 10 films that we think were the best from the year. It gives us like a nice list to go look at. There is some, like there's a musical in here. There's an international film. Actually, there's a couple. Um, there's uh, you know, a, a Melto you know, Toro's been around for a very long time but then you've got Netflix. kind of uh, Netflix films uh, you know I know that Jane Campy has been around for a long time but I don't think she's made a film that's been necessarily this big for a while um, and then you know I mean I don't know don't look up I don't think he's gonna win anything but um, it's inter- again it's, it's interesting their, the song.
1: it's their topical movie for the year yeah
0: yeah that's fair. Um, but yeah, all the nominations are out on the Oscars website. And as I mentioned, what we're going to do is early in March, we'll sort of release the list. Um, I, the, I think the Oscars are not until March 27th. So our recap show will obviously be after that. Um, and up until then, um, we'll, we'll try to see these movies leading up. Uh, the last thing we're going to do, though, is Taylor, you got some breaking news today that I certainly didn't know about. So why don't you give us that breaking Oscars news? Oh,
1: OK, well, I got to pull up the.
0: Uh... Well, you pull up the article or the, or the notice <laughs> and I'll continue. Is this a,
1: not a great plan? No, it's I won't be mean like that. So no, uh... I, don't, I
0: don't think so. I think that I think that this is a fair choice. But anyway, let's let's get let's get to the breaking news.
1: Uh, just within the last couple hours, well, when we recorded on Monday, we <laughs> found out that Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes are going to be the tri-hosts, not really co-hosts, tri-hosts, I guess you could say, of the Oscars. I think it's, Mike, I don't like that they went with three. I think yeah, so they're like, really... a bit much. They're overcompensating. <laughs> they thought... I think
0: they should have just picked, like, I mean, you could have just picked one. Um, and I don't know why they had to go with three hosts. But but I will say, like, Wanda Sykes is a comedian. Amy Schumer is a comedian. Now, I don't know much about Regina Hall myself. Neither do I. So I I, I'm not too sure is. her background. But, I like, Wanda Sykes is a comedian. Amy Schumer is a comedian. They both have, like, that kind of sarcastic comedy that really works, I think, for award shows. Like, I really do think that they, that type of comedy works. So um, I'm I'm not someone who's like, oh, I'm going to go... Any Amy Schumer stand-up I can find Like I'm not like a huge Amy Schumer fan But I do think her brand of comedy Can work for this I think Poking fun at the industry, poking fun at people Like kind of trying to create a relaxed Fun atmosphere I think they could
1: do it It'll be interesting to see I wonder if they picked three for like a COVID situation So instead of them like roaming You know like maybe Mm, Each person is gonna be That's an interesting point Why pick three that's so. That's a
0: very interesting film. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah. again,
1: I don't really know. I'll be honest. I don't know who this Regina Hall is. But Amy Schumer or Wanda Sykes, they, I think they could have carried probably the show on their own.
0: They definitely could. So. Um, we'll we'll do some Regina Hall research. Um, but uh, <laughs> come but back for next week. <laughs> yeah, come back next week for that. But for now, uh, why don't you Taylor introduce us uh, to your your friend, friend of Taylor, friend of the show. Um, why don't you give us a little introduction?
1: We have Katie Wilson, friend of the show, friend of me on today. I'm so excited, Katie, that you're here with us.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Taylor. I'm really excited to be here, too. I haven't spoken to you in like since you got married, Accurate. I don't think. We've, me- we've messaged person, each other. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, do you two we need haven't... to catch
0: up before we continue on? Like, Do you want to have a friend catch up session on air? And... <laughs>
2: No, well, I'll call her But also,
0: like,
1: pandemic. What is there to catch each other up on? Yeah, like, what's my life been? Nothing. But Katie, should we um, introduce you by telling everyone what I uh, called you in grad school? Because I didn't know your name. Sure, I love that. (laughs) So Katie and I had American history together uh, during our master's. And you sat across from me. And I, for the life of me, could not remember your name because I'm horrible with names. <laughs> and I said, Erin, our other very good friend who now lives in Scotland.
2: Other, other, other friend, friend of the of pod,
1: Erin. I said, Erin, I don't know what that girl's name is, but she looks just like the actress from Juno. So I'm just going to call her Juno. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, there, that that story was anticlimactic. But anyways, that's what I called Katie before I knew what her name was. And Katie thought I didn't like her very much.
2: Well, you didn't, though. I was right.
1: You know, time time has passed, Katie, that <laughs> I can't, yeah, like I can't really good ever friends imagine not liking you. But the Juno nickname wasn't, like, to be mean. I just literally could not
2: remember your name. I was like, oh, she looks like Ellen Page. So... Yeah, and and no, I absolutely loved it when you told me that. I loved that story because uh, Juno was one of my formative movies in high school, and um, now Elliot Page is still one of my favorite performers. And so I took it as a huge compliment. I was going to say I don't know the politics
1: of dead names, but in this circumstance, it wouldn't have made yeah. sense for me to say Elliot Page because that's what yeah. I didn't call you that. Anyways, that's there you no. go. That's our little tidbit. Why, that's, why you do you not, oh, not like and...
0: each other though? That's what I want to know. We didn't get Grad into that. school's
1: competitive. Oh,
0: competitive. Okay. There's
1: like a weird, I don't know. Katie, what's your t- what's your take on that?
2: Um I I was like very keep to myself. Like I lived with a bunch of girls from undergrad and they were kind of my social group. So I wasn't really um really eager to make friends with history people. And like, I was very intimidated by a lot of history people. And I think that mm. kind of came off as a bit standoffish. Um But as, as soon as we got over the first hurdle uh, and like broke the ice and I think we studied together or did we go for dinner or something? And then from there, it was just like, we were the best of friends. It only took one hangout <laughs> outside of school really to like That's make fair. that happen. That's that checks out.
1: People. People think that I'm a, a little bit of the B word when they first meet me in.
2: No, I just thought that you were really <laughs> smart. And I was like, man, I like don't know if I belong here. No, wow. Oh no.
1: Anyways. And um, one of the early, one of my other early memories is you loving Tom Hanks and me being like, what?
2: <laughs> oh, that is true. Actually, that may have kind of started the bit of a rift in like the first class you were just talking to someone about how much you hated tom hanks like, and i, I was like oh, really
1: i actually really like him he's like a favorite actor and i was like
2: mm, he's my favorite okay actor, girl
1: but anyways again we've moved past that we're the best of friends now and katie is on the show and i'm so excited yeah i guess and- it wouldn't
0: make sense if you were enemies and we brought katie on the show well that might be an interesting episode bring on our mortal enemies i mean that could be that an episode. interesting
1: yeah <laughs> Mike, isn't that your longest dream for the show? Is to have two completely different people debate a movie? Yeah, yeah,
0: completely opposite ends of, of like the spectrum on how they feel about a movie and have like a, a movie debate. Yes, that's absolutely a long.
1: So thing. it would be mu- much better if they well, were enemies. One hundred
0: percent, absolutely, or just really like angry.
2: I mean, Taylor and I could, Taylor and I could that's do that true, yeah. with like a Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> that's true.
1: So, Katie, you being on the show is the result of you just coming to us with this amazing idea, which we're going to talk about later. But it just goes to show, again, listeners, that if you really want to be on the show, you don't have to just be a friend of me, a friend of the show. You just have to write in with an idea. Yeah, I
0: think people forget (laughs) that uh, Tyler Vance, none, none of you and I didn't know him prior to, you know, like, I mean, Katie's a connection you had, and Nicole's a connection you had, and I knew Matt before, but Tyler Vance, who we had on the show last week, another example, someone we didn't actually know, uh, we've become friendly with Tyler because he came on the show and had fun things to say. So, yeah, I think that point is well taken, Taylor. If anyone wants to join us, we're always open. We want to hear what fans think. And Katie had a really good idea, so we said, okay, come talk about it then. Don't just give us the idea, come on the show.
1: So, Mike... Because you're kind of the boss of the show.
0: Okay.
1: Um, should we? <laughs> the fans are going to
0: go nuts over that next week. We're going to get so much He's, okay. Quote:
1: He is the producer. So he makes sure that we stay on task, even though you probably wouldn't we, believe We are
0: that. equally the boss of the show. There. I'm so throwing I'm,
1: I'm throwing it to you, though. Okay. Katie has yes. some hot takes for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And since this is our Oscar episode, I think we should force everyone to wait until the end of the episode to hear our great new book uh, movie club idea. Well, you just
0: gave it away, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, or no, actually, I think people knew that aspect of it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yes, I agree with you, Taylor. We just got finished talking some Oscar stuff. Let's keep the momentum going. Katie, why don't you give us some Oscars hot takes, and then let's save yeah, at the end of the show, we'll reveal what's going on with the movie club. I think that's a great idea, Taylor.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I wasn't on the first half of the show, so I'm not quite sure what you guys talked about. Um, Here's something, I'm not a big movie person, I know I say as I'm on a movie podcast, um, I'm much more of like a television person, but I am trying to do a better job with movies. However, I've only seen three films that have been nominated for Katie, Oscars that this might year. Katie, that might In be more category?
0: than me. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen a lot yet. I've, I've made a good list of ones I want to see, but I've only seen a handful too, so far. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I have yeah. a list of movies that I'm going to see. But um, the first one being, over the break, I guess I threw on being the Ricardos because I was curious. And both Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman are yep. nominated for that. Um, did not like it. <laughs> it is a skip for me. The performances were fine, but I don't think either of them will win. Um, it just felt very self-indulgent. Yeah, on the I mean, I will working. say,
0: the Academy loves movies like that, though. <laughs> Self self indulgent <laughs> movies that are he, about Hollywood. The Academy loves it.
2: It's very true. It's just the whole time. Okay, so Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. A lot of times she responds to something that someone says as, "Well, now that's funny." <laughs> that's it. And you know that it's just Aaron. Like Aaron Sorkin is just writing Lucille Ball t- saying, "That's funny" mm. to the jokes that he's written. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the only thing I kept thinking about. I have movie. something
1: kind of controversial to ask you. So I haven't. I, it's on my list to watch because there are in the best acting categories. Um, not a movie I typically would go for, but you know I want to be in the know. Every promotional st- still that I've seen of Nicole Kidman, and again this might be controversial, her face kind of looks weird.
2: Um. I think that that was a promotional thing because in the movie, she just okay, kind of looks okay. like a Because
1: it looks like in the in posters and stuff and in the stills I've seen, it looks almost like bad plastic surgery. But you know how they're doing um, CGI on actors now? Did they
2: CGI her face in the yeah. movie or is it just her they might have a little bit, but to me, it just looks like Nicole came in the movie. But I know what you're talking about, because in like the photos, it right? looks like weird. Like pinched or something. I don't know. So anyways, good to
1: know she looks relatively normal in the film. Okay, yeah. continue.
2: Um, I saw Encanto recently, which was just delightful. Up for best animated movie. Um, a Lid manuel Miranda project. There's been a lot, so I needed to take a break. From him, so it took me a while to get around to this. You liked Hamilton. I'm a bit, I love Hamilton. I liked In the Heights, but it's one of those things where, like, too much. I get get it, you're
1: overloaded.
2: It's just with, with Encanto, everyone at work who has kids were like, Oh man, my kids watch this movie, they have it on 24 hours a day. Like, I can't get away from it. So, I was like, Okay, I'll watch it. Um, it's beautiful, the animation's beautiful, the music is catchy, but. I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe just because we're older than the target audience, but I can't see rewatching it. And to me, the movies that we had when we were kids that I rewatch religiously yeah. are way better. Like yeah. Hercules, Hercules is, is the is gold standard for me. Movie. I don't think <laughs> that this is Hercules. Movie. Yeah.
1: People are falling over themselves for this movie, though.
2: Yeah, and I, I will say the one song from that movie, the big one, um, it's not the one that's nominated, but we don't talk about Bruno has people been right now. so people there's like, something to be hearing said hearing for that. that.
0: Not, not the song, but just people talking about it all over the place.
2: Mm. It's very big on TikTok. Um, and the last movie that I saw this nominated for an Oscar yeah. is Dune, yeah. which ties into the theme because I do think that you guys announced we are doing like a book club yes. movie yes. club. Yes. And uh just to spoiler alert, we're not oh, making that no would it all read. Could you imagine you have four weeks you have four to weeks read to read Dune? dune. How many how read. many pages is it? Uh it's over a thousand. Or no, I think my copy's eight hundred yeah. something because it's over a thousand, but two hundred of that is a glossary slash appendix. Because yep. it's a fantasy novel. Um, which I, I did actually read it recently because I wanted to read it again, before seeing the movie. And I think the movie is actually a very good adaptation. You can debate about whether or not it was a good movie, but adaptation-wise, I really liked it. Uh, The things that movies do that books can't is give you exposition in two lines as opposed to 50 pages. (laughs) And uh, the novel, Frank Herbert does this thing where he just, like, mentions something without explaining what it is. And in the movie, is just much. Yeah, I like Dune. I,
0: I enjoyed Dune. I thought it. I thought it was was very good. So yeah, I think that that. I think that's very fair. I think it was a close adaptation.
1: Katie likes space. You like space. Um,
0: I also. I do space. like
1: space. Yeah, we're checking some boxes here. <laughs> space.
0: Yeah. No. That's those are those are yeah some definitely uh, some interesting takes. I mean, I I think I'm I'm very interested to see what will happen. Um, with with Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, just because I know the Academy loves those types of movies so much, um, that's why I'm kind of yeah. just fit, like interested to see where that will go. But I think your points are shared by a lot of people. Like a lot of people are sort of like so-so on that movie overall.
2: Yeah. So I do have two very hot takes Ooh, because okay. they are things that I have not seen. Um, I think that West Side Story is going to be the first movie to win Best Picture that has already won Best Picture because it's a remake. Yes. And secondly, I think that Nicholas Bertel should win for the score of Don't Look Up, even though I have not seen it or heard the score just solely because he played the music for uh,
0: Succession. Well, the score for Don't Look Up was, was good. You know, it, it, was, it de- did what a score should do. I, Don't Look Up's a very strange, very, very odd movie. Um, but yeah, the score was definitely, I noticed it in a good way. So I think that 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 says something. It's interesting, West Side Story, huh? What what gives you kind of that idea that 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 would be your take?
2: Because that's one of those movies that sure. the Oscars yeah. and the Academy it's loves, acceptable. right? It's like a love. It's Steven. It's Steven Spielberg's love letter mm-hmm. to the golden age of cinema and like this beautiful American story as mm-hmm. told by one of our best or like you know most well known. Mm-hmm. Direct it is getting good reviews so it was it's just his yeah. his
0: uh, um. most recent movies have not been critically well received but west side story on the other hand has been so um i have not seen it yet but we'll get out to see it eventually like,
2: i just think that probably that and belfast are the kind of movies that yeah, the academy sure. would love mm-hmm um but they have surprises yeah, like I think in the Bell past fast. So who knows yeah, Bell fast. It, it is like a wild card and
0: west side story i could see getting some awards um i mean it was interesting i mentioned it earlier in the show is that power of the dog has the most nominations and other than that like there are some that have multiple but it's actually quite spread out this year there's like a lot of different movies that are getting one or two nominations here and there you don't have as many with like these five movies have nominations each. Like it's it is kind of spread out this year, which is interesting that some different kind of movies were get were sneaking into to different categories.
2: Yeah, I just still don't know if the Academy can stomach giving an award to a, oh, a I, yeah, no. movie. Because Power of the Dog Don't look up. Because Power of the Dog was,
0: uh, was, both, right? the dog up, was in theaters, yeah, but true. yes, it was like a Netflix produced, wasn't it?
1: It's plugged as a. I don't under. We've talked about this before, Mike. I don't really know what goes into uh, designating a movie a Netflix original, mm-hmm. but on Netflix, Power the Dog does have the Netflix original, yeah. uh, like sticker yeah. or whatever. So
0: they either they either produced it or they bought the rights to it. Which, yeah, Katie, you're right. Uh, I don't think the Academy is a is still ready to swallow the pill of streaming. So even though it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, maybe. maybe but they, who knows? <laughs> maybe.
2: It may be those the year. We'll uh, those see. are some
0: interesting takes. I think that uh, those, a couple in there, are, are, I would say, are hot takes because it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, those are, those are good. Um, I, I like those takes. Um, so why don't, we, uh, why don't we get to it now then? Everyone's been waiting. They want to know what's going on. So Katie, tell us what the idea is. What are we doing for this movie club?
2: Um, so as Taylor knows, uh, I'm a big reader, I try and read 100 books a year, Uh, it's been much easier during the pandemic without having a commute, I read a lot. And so I thought, hey, it'd be fun to come on and, you know, talk about some book to movie adaptations. And one of those movies that is coming out soon, or actually, I guess it came out last weekend is Death on the Nile. And so we thought that it would be fun to maybe read the book. And then a month from now, we can talk about how the book and the movie, you know, stack up against each other. Katie, have you read the book? So I have read the book and I'm currently rereading it. It is an Agatha Christie novel. Um, Probably Death on the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express, Mm -hmm. which was also made into a movie, are her two most well-known. That feature the detective, Hercule Perrault um who's her like reoccurring like James Bond type character I think I don't know how many novels there are in that series it might be over I think it's well over 20 though where he just (laughs) solves crimes so this is uh
1: for people who are not as well read as Katie Agatha Christie is a mystery novel writer so we I encouraged Katie to pick a book that would uh, appeal to our many listeners across the board. And it isn't too long. We, t- we picked one that wouldn't be too long.
2: And yes, it's, yeah, it's like I think it's under 300 pages, just around that um, in the trade paperback form. And for our Canadian listeners, chapters are indigo right now. They have it on their two for $15 sp- special. So that's what I did. I Very went and nice. picked it up.
1: Absolutely. It should. It probably be, will be a quick read because, you know, mysteries, you're like really, yeah. really in suspense and everything. And, you know, I'm biased, Katie. I was really hoping you would pick this book because Mr. Hammer...
2: <laughs> i know is, 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 he is in the still? movie
0: like is well is, isn't he like kind of in it sort of but not really but maybe been Mike, replaced? i don't want to do give it know? any
1: spoilers i don't want to give any spoilers because this would like it is a huge spoiler but no i can't even say it i can't even say it okay you can't answer my question. because it was it's too much of a spoiler yeah.
0: okay it's too much of a spoiler I think talk about it. that we okay, can't but once we see uh, it we can talk it, but... about it and we will oh, man. and we have a, and that's good we we haven't come yeah. back to the army hammer discussion in a while I wonder if I still have my I I made a little thing of
1: soundbite Yeah
0: soundbite <laughs> of if, is army hammer a cannibal I don't remember I will, if I have it somewhere
1: Mike I will say um when I was at Belfast this weekend they had a they played the trailer for um, Death on the Nile. And they tried very hard to minimize Mr. Hammer. They did some very creative editing. Yeah. I will will say that. I think
0: they feel obligated to do that because of everything (laughs) that kind of went on. That's okay. That's what it is. I was wondering why we stopped doing that. It's because it became not funny. It's because it started to get worse and worse. And a lot of like, I mean, not that cannibalism is funny but it's just I think the idea of it and
1: kind of kind of is
0: and then and then the when the other things start to come out I like was like we can't do a soundbite anymore when we talk about these like serious allegations um, but yeah that, that was a that was a moment where for a few weeks we, we kept going back to that story so it would be interesting it kind of fits this pick for a lot of reasons I think works and kind of comes back to the show and this is a movie I wanted to see like I'm really interested um, my question for you Kate is the vision of this? What do you want on, out of our fans? Because every movie club we do, fans will often write in. They can fill out a form on our website. I'm going to put all this up there, so it's there and people can do that. But, but what do you want from them? Do you want them to compare the book and movie? Do you want to ask specific questions of of our fans? Like, what do you kind of want to see from people?
2: Oh man, just kind of any general impressions. Like I, I do think without getting into spoiler territory, I think this movie is going to be an experience to say the least. It look, it's got so many people in it. I think there's a lot going on. Like from what I've seen, it it's a borderline like Baz yeah. type spectacle of a movie. Um, so I'm excited to just see how people react to it, and then you know, just basically, did they think that it was a good adaptation or? did I guess a good question to ask is like did we like the book better did we like the movie better or do we like that's the the classic
1: book adaptation question eh Katie what was better book or movie yeah
2: book or movie and then we can get into it about like well because the nuance always seeps in and it's like well I like this better but then I like these parts of the movie better but in the book it does this and this was changed so we don't have to get too deep into it but It'd be just be fun to know if like top level people are like okay. book or movie. Katie, did you watch Mur- Murder on the Orient Express? I it's... did not, but it kind of slipped under it, my radar. There, kind um, of. I
1: mean, it's not the sequel, but in a way, it is. You know what I mean? It's...
2: Yeah, it's it's um, like yeah. the same detective,
1: just a completely yes. new mystery. Kind of what they want what they want to do with Knives Out. Yeah. Yes. Well, I guess Knives Out is
0: doing well, what
1: Agatha Christie?
0: yeah did it, would, it anyway. would be reversed <laughs>
2: yeah like you you could t- <laughs> yeah like it it was uh very yes. inspired by agatha christie novels and just kind of updated it for our i mean i i am the biggest Knives out fan i
0: that's yeah, one of like yeah. my top it was agatha such a great, such great movie. i i really liked so just, the the yeah. most recent murder on the orient express like with kenneth Branagh and kind of this, this film team behind it. Like I thought, uh, I thought it was really entertaining. I thought it was good. So I, I was looking forward to death on a Nile already. And now this is kind of a fun way cause I, I've never read the book, so it'll be kind of interesting to see that kind of book movie adaptation. I, I mean, I will say I'm pretty critical. I, I often, I often see movies that if I've read the book, I hate the movie or don't like the movie as much. It's very rare. That i like the movie after reading the book because i think the book's so much better so it'll be interesting to see
2: that's interesting i um i used to be that way (laughs) and then you evolved when you were when you were a purist right katie (laughs) when i was yeah yeah now in my in my old age of of being 30 i uh i can i can appreciate things for what they are um like i think that you know i was hesitant to see little women and then i Loved the movie and I loved the book and I think you know two things can can coexist. Um, That would have been a good one too. Sorry, so sorry, sorry. No, just
0: in terms of time frame. Just so people know, we want to remind people of of we're kind of launching this today, but we're giving everyone a month. So this time and one month from now. So on our episode on March fifteenth is when we're going to talk about all of this. So that means we're giving our fans until March fourteenth by four p.m. to read the book. And fill out the form on our website. Uh, you can go to screeningkingston.com, Click on Movie Club. All of it will be there as of today. You can also just email us as well. Like you don't have to fill out the form. You can always just email us. Some of our fans like to email. Some go on the website. It doesn't matter how you do it. We'll get we'll get it either way. Um, but yeah, you have until Monday, March fourteenth by four p.m. And then Katie, you're going to come back and we're going to talk. We're going to talk with you about it and uh, have you back on the show for that date.
1: Austin, Austin, I am putting exciting. the challenge out to you now. Make us a book movie adaptation game. Oh yes, definitely.
0: Yes, <laughs> Austin, the other producer. Yeah, yeah, make us a game, Austin. What else are you doing? Do it. <laughs> so yeah. Well,
1: he he ran out of time. He couldn't make us a Star Trek game. So maybe he'll he has a full month to make us a, a Death on the Nile game. Yeah, Death
0: on the Nile game, Austin. Go go for it. Um, but Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. To to release this. Oh, no! Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you back. This this will be a really interesting discussion, like I comparing the book and movie. Taylor, we've never done anything like this before. Like this is kind of really new for our show.
1: Well, you know, I think our listeners probably think we're illiterate.
0: Um, So
1: yeah, this is groundbreaking for us for
0: sure. Well, (laughs) and I mean, I think that like I think that we've we've once or twice mentioned. Oh yeah, I've read this book before, if based we on read. a book or whatever that we can read. Yes, there was the big moment where you discovered I could read, and that was a big moment for the show. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, I think it will be fun to do something like this. We love our movie clubs; we know our fans love it too. It's a great way to get through the ever-changing world of the pandemic, and we all don't know what's going on, so it's it's nope. nice to do it. Um, but that uh, that brings us brings us to the end of of this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Just a quick reminder. Go under our website, screeninginkingston.com. Go under Movie Club. you will got all the details there. But you have until March 14th to read everything, submit any comments you want. And then we'll be welcoming Katie back on March 15th.
2: Go stream.